And the big uh, headline of the day certainly will be inflation and the data that we came up with uh, today. And the good news, okay, let's take it. It's coming down. Okay, good, we'll take it. The bad news, food and retail uh, numbers have gone up to record territories. So the, the headlines today might pump out this positive news that inflation's moving in the right directions, but that does not tell the whole story, and that is... Inflation is going to be sticking around for a while, and it certainly will not stop the Bank of Canada from continuing its aggressive tackling of inflation. They may see this and say, look, what we're doing is working. Keep going. And we could see another big hike to interest rates in October, at the end of October, which is what we're expecting to see. Let's parse through some of the fine print on this announcement. We turn to Ian Lee, Associate Professor with Sprott School of Business over at the Carleton University. Hello there, Mr. Lee. Uh, good morning. How are you? Well, I mean, the good news is that inflation came down to 7%. Some of the uh, economic uh, analysts were saying, look, 7.2%. So that, that is good news. But, and then you start to kind of see the fine print of this. And what does the story tell you? Um, Alex, you're absolutely right. Um, I think there's, uh, in what you just said, that very nice summary, um, I think this is very mixed. On the one hand, yes, it, it appears um, that the inflation rate has plateaued. In other words, it's not continuing to climb as it's done for the last year or so. So that is good news. The bad news is that it's plateaued at a high level. It is going to take an enormous amount of heavy lifting to get it back down to the 2% range and to uh, put the inflation genie back in the bottle. The second uh, piece of bad news is, is that it was mostly due to um, uh, gas, uh, energy oil prices going down. <clears throat> in other words, these are international variables. Uh, it wasn't because of something that was going on uniquely in Canada. And in right. fact, that, that what I just said is supported by the fact that in food prices and we have a lot more control over food prices because we do grow a lot of our own food. We don't import all of our own food by any means. Food prices are continuing to climb, and that's doubly bad because food is absolutely essential. And you know, you just everybody has to eat, whether you're unemployed or employed, whether you're old, whether you're young. You have to eat, and inflation, the food inflation, is looking quite ugly at over ten percent. So, yeah. you know that. The, these trends are not great. <laughs> the, the latter part, the latter trends are not great. Right. And look, we, we watch what's going on with our neighbors. And look, they're in recession. We are likely uh, definitely heading into recession. And, and maybe you can explain and parse this out, because the bad news is that uh, unlike past issues with inflation, now the goods prices have bled into the service side of the economy. So we have two sides that don't necessarily, um, uh, they're causing friction. And so goods had to be raised at the beginning of this thing. So what you buy in the market, so let's say Costco goes and buys a flat of uh, flour, they paid an extra price, and then that gets passed on to the consumer. But now we're starting to see that on the service side. So in restaurants and where you go, they've got to have high, they've got to pay for these high food prices, and then that's also passed down to the consumer. So we've got two sides now bleeding in into each other. Can you kind of flesh that out? You're right, and this is what this phrase "embedded" uh, means: is is that you get uh, the you know the dog chasing its its tail, so to speak. In other words, uh, companies that produce goods are finding their wages going up, so they increase their prices uh, as well as their not only are wages going up, but their their supply chain uh, suppliers are increasing their prices. So 
the end result is that they put their prices up. Workers, and remember, wages are a large part of the Canadian economy because uh, there's a lot of people in Canada, and, and we're well paid. And and so we demand wage increases. And so you get this circle. Circle. That's exactly what I lived through in the late '70s when Pierre Trudeau was prime minister. So the goods were going up. So I and many others said, "Hey, I need wage increase because everything's going up." And then the companies would say, "Well, we got to put up wa- uh, prices because the wages are going." up. And, Alex, in point of fact, in this very most recent report, they showed wages are averaging settlements over 5%. That's Mm -hmm. way above the 2% overall CPI benchmark. And that suggests that wages are in, indeed becoming embedded. I'm not saying that they're tracking inflation perfectly one for one, uh, you know, one decimal point for one decimal point, but it really doesn't matter. Once it gets up into the 5% range and inflation's in the 65 7% range, they're both way too high. And what that says to me is that we're going to see more interest rate increases, and I think the Central Bank, the Bank of Canada, is increasingly willing to accept a recession as the price of sure. getting those prices back down. Yeah, well, you know, and, and making up for their mistakes. Just quickly before I let you yes. go, Ian, yes. um, you know, in past I've had conversations with bankers on, on Bay Street who say, look, these, these numbers don't really truly reflect the story because StatsCan, for some reason, with its formulation, now does not factor in used car sales, which is a massive indicator as to where the economy is going. So how true do you think that these uh, numbers, inflationary numbers, are? Do you think they're higher than what is being reported? You've, Alex, you've asked a very, very contra- good and controversial question. I assure you this is debated all the time. I've read debates on both sides um, by those who are arguing they're, they're overstating and those who are arguing they're understating. Um, and I'm not a statist- statistician that produces these numbers, but I use them and pour over them. With all those caveats I've just given you, I, I, I don't think that the inflation rates are, quote, perfect um, with StatsCan, but they're, pardon me for saying this, academics are supposed are not supposed to talk like this but i think they're good enough and i mean by good enough they're not perfect but they're i think they're they're capturing the trend they're in the right direction and yeah there's some things that aren't in that should be in and things that are in that maybe shouldn't be in or they're weighted mm-hmm. too much but they they cancel out on both sides you know some that are over they overmeasure something but then there's things they undermeasure and they cancel out on the wash I think. And so yeah. they may not, you know, they may be out by, you know, two tenths of one percent or three tenths, but they've got the general direction. I mean, it's up in the five, six, seven, eight range, not in the one or two or three range. And so that's why I don't get into those sort of methodological debates. I'm looking more at the trend line, like wages. Are trend wages yeah. going up? Yes, they are. Food going up? Yes, it is. And that's something that if I was the government of Mr. Trudeau, I would certainly be terrified about that because I think this is going to bite him. And, um, you know, right where it hurts, because this is really uh, the, the, this is the inflation. The wages are going to ensure increased interest rates and the food yeah. is going to ensure huge political blowback across the country from just about everybody. 100%. It is a career killer for any politician. Yes. Ian, thanks so much for breaking down what's always very complicated. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Alex. Thank you. That is Ian Lee joining us. And uh might be a rocket start to the Parliament session this afternoon, which finally gets back underway after a very long break.